Zillman Fusion. Beginning in five, four, three, two, one. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? It's Geek Stuff, TNG. Who? The longest-running geek-related podcast out there, Geek Stuff, TNG. Allegedly. Allegedly. But uh, also, really. Who the hell are you? I'm Peter, by the way. Doctor Strange. Oh, you're using your made-up names. Um, I'm Spider-Man, then. I am the Senate. I am the Sandwich. I can handle things! I'm smart! Not like everybody says! They don't know what it's like running a sandwich shop. You know, it takes a village to run uh, the sandwich shop. Look at that. He's making me cry. I'm Groot. I am Batman. I am West Coast Scott. Great Scott! Oh, actually, he's the boss. I just pay for everything and design everything and make everyone look cooler. I am Big Kev. Who the hell knows why talent does what they do? That's why they're talent. Me and Scott. Yeah. yeah, the real talent on the show. Oh boy, as I like to say you're gonna need a bigger potion. I have a very long history with those characters. Scott will remember this, but Sandwich won't because he was four. I understood that reference. I am Optimus Prime. Why did you say that name? Punch it. for a little while i think uh there's some big things going on and i don't know i think kev has a flat tire or something that's his excuse he always uses some excuse this time it's flat tire well listen when you when you get brought in for questioning by a a, a governing body you know you have to give a good excuse as to why you can't be where you're supposed to be yeah so a flat tire is just as good as anything else it is i mean based on the picture we got of this flat tire who knows whose car that is who knows where that car is it could be anywhere, but you it's know, believable as a flat tire. I, I saw a thing that said that. Like, just have a picture on your phone of a flat tire that you took, not the one you got from the internet, so that you could just send it to your boss if you need it, right? Yeah. You know, but don't use one from the internet because the boss can do the reverse Google search, and then you're screwed. So yeah. a little tip, little tip if you want to call in sick, have a have a flat tire picture on your phone like Mr. Big Kev did tonight. Um Anyway, welcome to uh, Geek Stuff TNG episode seven seventeen. Uh, be sure you're following the show on all the social medias, the uh, 
Facebooks, Twitters, Instagrams. It's all Geeks Up TNG and all those places. Uh, if you want to uh, give us a call and tell us about your uh, call in sick story, call the GVM line. 201-730-2547. You can email us a picture of that flat tire at geeksoftng at gmail.com. We had a picture of my old job, um, but it was not appropriate for uh, <laughs> for public eyes. Of a flat tire? No, it was um, when you would call in sick. <laughs> was it like um, the toilet that you had just uh It was a destroyed, destroyed? toilet. <laughs> And we all had the same picture, so you wouldn't say, and you wouldn't even say any words. You would just send it to the manager, say, "Have a good day." <laughs> and we all had it, and we all—he'd send it to us, we sent it to him. It was great. It was fantastic. Did it? Did it look like the one in? Uh, was it? Oh, what's the? It's, it's the Tarantino movie. Um, what's the vampire one? Shoot, Dust Till Dawn. Um, what? Dust Till Dawn. That's not a Tarantino movie. That's a Robert Rodriguez movie. But it is like the like the bathroom in that, right? It's how it's just so totally trashed. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. Let's do uh, the Patreons. If you want to support the show, uh, you can uh, follow us at patreon.com slash geekstufftng. Uh, for a dollar a month, you get access to uh, the show's private Discord server. Uh, for $3 a month, you get the early word specials. So as soon as the shows are done being edited, then uh, we put them out online. We're recording on Fridays now, so you typically get the early birds over the weekend, and the new shows come out on Mondays. $5 a month, it's the bonus rounds, where you get episodes of, vintage episodes of Big Kev's Geek Stuff. Uh, we are just over episode 100 out there now, so the first 100 episodes are available for the Patreons if you want to hear the old uh, Big Kev's Geek Stuff episodes. And then at $10 a month, you get to watch the show live and direct when Kev does not have a flat tire, and he is here with us. All right, let's do this. Geek stuff. What's in the news? So the Super Mario Brothers movie opened to two hundred and four million. Yeah, and I I actually heard, shockingly, I can't believe I'm saying this. Wonderful things about the movie. You know, it's funny because I've heard good things, and then I see this article from right before it came out that says somehow the Super Mario Brothers movie is worse than than the nineteen ninety three version. So I don't know. You haven't seen it. No, I heard great things from a lot of people. I've seen something. There is a song. So uh, Jack Black is Bowser, and Jack Black likes to sing. There is a song he sang in the movie, I guess, that I've seen all over the internet recently. Is that Peaches, Peaches, Peaches? <laughs> yes, Peaches, 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 Peaches. Exactly that. Um, be good. I don't know if we can get that bit in here, but we should put that bit like right here. from my one and only true love, Princess Peach. Peach, you're so cool. And with my star, we're gonna rule. Peach, understand. I'm gonna love you till the very end. Peaches, 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 peaches,
the donkey come to A thousand troops of Koopas couldn't keep me from you Princess Peach at the end of the line I'll make you mine Oh, peaches, 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 just singing that all over the internet is that what's going on all over the internet and it's great and then like so they made it for the 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 movie and then he like released a video of like the full song he's in an entire peach room on a peach piano like with the bowser stuff on it's fantastic i also need to get the clip from the suicide squad movie where he goes starfish is a term for asshole do you think that that's uh relevant the peach is a term for butt do you think that that's relevant <laughs> Maybe. Now, ha- have you seen the 1993 version? No, I don't even know. Can you even watch that anywhere? Is it on any service? Oh, I don't know. I think that 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 would be a good sandwich shop right there. You need to watch the the new the new one and that one, and then compare and contrast. And compare. Well, I I know one of them. Um, I mean, I, I feel like I've heard from people, and I don't know the validity of this, that, like, the Super Mario's movie from 93 was, like, the worst movie of all time. I have heard literally, like, that's how bad it was, that it was an insult to eyes to have seen it. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a, a it's, I think it, it is up there in, in considered, like, worst movies of all time. What, it was Bob Hoskins and John Logazama, right? Was it who it was? Was what, I I I I know yeah. nothing about this movie, so yeah. I, that's why I'm saying I have no grasp on anything about this film. So here's the article: Original Super Mario Brothers directors were abandoned by Hollywood after a reviled 1993 film. Uh, and so yeah, it was John Leguizamo and and uh, Bob Hoskins were Mario and a Luigi. So the, the thing is, like. I've never seen the movie, but the from what I've heard about it, you know, it ha- it holds such a legacy of garbage that even you know, think about what almost third. I don't know when it came out. It's the thirtieth anniversary this year. Yeah, ninety three. Yeah, yeah, and um, it's only considered garbage. Well, and then so. and then John Leguizamo is. Like he wants to boycott the the current one because it's a lack of diversity, right? You get Chris Pratt playing an Italian, and all that kind of stuff. Like no no diversity in it. Um, Which, uh, as an another Italian American, I did kind of I did care, but at the end of the day, at least it's a good film. Like I I I was I would have been more upset. I think almost see like part of me wanted Chris Pratt to do Mario voice. You know, <laughs> it's a me, a Mario. But I also didn't want him to do that. Right. Because it's offensive. So it's a weird dynamic. I might have just been a bit of a hater. I'll be honest. I, I have done that and I will apologize for that. 
Um, but if it's a good movie, it's a good movie. So I, I'm excited to see it. I do want to get out to see it soon. I want to try to see it before the next time we record. Maybe I'll watch. I'll try to find the old one somewhere. I wonder if that if I can get it on like Amazon Prime. I wonder if they'll pay me to watch it on Amazon <laughs> Prime. Um, that's not Amazon. Amazon wouldn't pay you. <laughs> yeah, they don't, um, they, don't, they don't pay their employees, much less. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, no, but, but I, I do think that would make for a good sandwich shop. Yes. Watch What's funny is now we're at a point where. You know, we've gotten pretty good video game movies recently, which has been, you know, nice. Movies you know, or shows. Oh, so the Sonic movie was good. Okay, all right. The Sonic movies are good, and the Mario movie is good. Um, so like we're we're trending positive. Um, the shows I'm not super sure on. I heard the Resident Evil show was okay at best. I'm trying to think of other video game shows. The Last of Us was pretty good. Last of Us pretty good. So yeah, overall, for uh, I guess video game, what's the word for it? I don't know how to describe, but like external video game media, like taking properties and portraying them in some kind of movie show form. Right. It's trending in a positive direction. Yeah. Well, and uh, Jack Black wants to do a Red Dead Redemption film. You Red Dead Redemption. Kev's, Kev's not here right now to talk about that Red yeah. Dead Redemption film. He wants it to. Uh, rival the last of us with jack black so what's funny is i've actually just started playing the campaign for red redemption 2 again um because it's, it's a phenomenal story rockstar the company that made like red dead and grand theft auto does an excellent job at making very cinematic games and i love red dead because you know this the cinematography of like your cowboy in the wild west and like someone pulls up on you, and you gotta do like a, a showdown, where like time slows down, you gotta pull. You know, it's it's very fun. It's different. And what I like, and it's gonna sound silly, because it's the old west. You know, it's not like a suburb. If you, you if you gotta get somewhere, you gotta get on your horse and ride, <laughs> and you ride, and you might run into something, or you literally run into nothing. You know, there's no radio to play music on. It's like that you get whatever on like ambiance music they play. Like it's a cool experience. Now, and you can't like really speed it up, right? You're just kind of stuck riding from town to town. The, is that, the is most that... you can do, if you don't want to drive yourself, you could put it into cine- cinematic camera, essentially, and then you'll get pretty pictures while you ride, and it'll auto auto ride for you if you pick your destination. <laughs> so, if you really don't want to drive. You can just pick the cinematics and it'll ride for you. The game will still interact around you. So some guy might just be like, hey, give me your money and like try to rob you. And then if you're in the cinematics, you get out of that because you can't shoot. But, <laughs> you know, um, there is no way to speed it up. There, there are fast travel points, but like there's not that many. Hmm. Yeah, because so I, I remember back in the in the World of Warcraft days, like you would have to like ride and whatever. And there were like. Until you got up to a high enough level that you could, like, uh, use the, like, portals, it yeah. sucked getting from, you know, across the land. Like, if you wanted to cross the sea, you had to sit on the boat, and it, like, it took a couple of minutes. I mean, you know, we had to sit on the boat. It's like, I don't want to do that. So then you would get to a point where you could go use, like, the little portal points and just kind of teleport from yeah. area to area. But if you didn't, when you were lower levels, you you would have to take a boat or ride your horse, and it would... It would or walk. And well, if you're not even uh, high enough level to like have a horse yet, then you're just freaking walking from one end of the map to the other. And I remember hating that that part <laughs> of it until you, until you get up there. That's, I think Red Dead could be good. Um, 
I think I, I want to see more. And once again, this might just be because I'm playing the game and enjoying it again. And also because we we did talk about um, oh my god, Clean Eastwood recently. Mm-hmm. I want more Wild West movies again. I want like to revive that spaghetti western like, you know, Wild West feel and movies because I feel like we haven't had those in a while, like a good one in a while. Yeah, and I don't think Jack Black he's not starring in a Red Dead film. He just thinks that no, it's a good. He thinks it go good. I think it could yeah. go good too. Um, I think it'd do better as a TV show. Is the but that's story me. behind it? I mean, what's the? I mean, is there a story? Or you're just so, a? There's two it's games. Not, it's not like GTA, uh, yeah. Old West, where you just go around raping and no. pillaging. There, there's two stories. Uh, Red Dead One and Red Dead Two. Red Dead Two actually is a prelude. It's the prequels, uh, for Red Dead One. The basic premise for the second game is that you know it's a gang. That's like kind of like a found family thing, but they're all you know criminals. So like you know they're all these people that this the charismatic leader over the course of the years has picked up along the way. It's like oh this guy tried to rob me, but I like him. He shows gumption, so I basically adopt him. And he becomes part of my family, and they go they went throughout the West, robbing and killing and stealing, and then making a family out of it. So you know the part of Red Dead though is you're they're in like the. 1890s that point or like early 1900s so like you know you can go west but the east is coming so like civilization is coming their old cowboy way is dying off now it's like you really can't you know just shoot a dude and run off and keep going west there's people west people will find out west so like the idea is like the civilization's closing in on them and dealing with that and like you know the the death of the old west essentially Okay. So I think it could work, you know, as like a, a period piece about once again Wild West and the cowboy lifestyle and the bandits and stuff. And then also how America like was expanding so much at that point. They talk about in the game like, oh, they're, I heard they're going to make horseless carriages. They've been saying that for 30, 40 years. They're going to make horseless carriages. There's no way that'll ever happen, you know, talking about cars. Right. So, you know, it's something it's 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 a cool idea. And as someone who enjoys westerns, because it's always you know fun, I think in a way, not like fun, like ha ha, that's cool, like fun is in like an interesting experience. I would love to see that brought back and revived somehow. Okay, that's good. Well, in uh, sticking with the uh, video game adaptations, uh, so the Gears of War Netflix movie it has one of the writers from Dune, John uh, Spates. Looks like it's how it's pronounced. So t- okay. I, don't, I don't know, what's the game Gears of War? Is that any good? The Gears of War is sort of like, it's a couple hundred years in the future, and humanity is very advanced, and there's this weird subterranean civilization that came out seemingly out of nowhere, and while there was a civil war happening across the whole planet of Earth, um, this subterranean species came out in the middle of it and started fucking everyone up, so now it's like uniting together and fighting these weird uh dirt men and their weird uh like uh weapons and stuff. Right. And it's extremely graphic. Like, you know, you shoot someone with a shotgun and he's just missed. So it was it was a very graphic game. You know, it has an you have an assault rifle with a chainsaw on one end. Nice. So you don't have a bayonet, you have a chainsaw. So half the game is running around with your chainsaw and chasing people and trying to cut them in half with your chainsaw. Um, it's a dumb, fun game. Uh, the series story is over, I'm pretty sure. Um, 
but it's a cool series. I enjoyed it a lot as a kid. I played a lot of it. Probably should have been playing it at the age I was playing it, but I was. Yeah. Um, thanks, mom and dad, for letting me just buy things and not asking about it. I I turned out to be pretty good in my opinion. <clears throat> Anyways, so parental advisory uh, stickers on the front of that. All right, and now uh, you've converted to a PC gamer now. I am a PC gamer. Um, you may. Have I've been to... debating for a while to get a console. I just didn't know which one. Okay. Well, you, you may have to upgrade because uh, Steam is no longer going to run on Windows 7 or Windows 8 after January of 2024. So if you're still running Windows 7 or Windows 8, you're going to have to, you can't use Steam anymore. I don't think I am. I'm pretty sure I'm on whatever the newest Windows, Windows is. Windows ME? Windows ME? Remember Windows ME? Uh, Windows 98? No? I I, I, I knew a computer that was, that was running Windows 98 recently. <laughs> How old were you in 98? 98? Yeah. Uh, well, in November of '98, I turned two. Nice. <laughs> so most of '98, I'm one. So you weren't you weren't running a Windows '98 on your baby laptop at that. Uh, at that no, time. my parents might have had Windows '98 on their computer because they, they wanted to be hip and now, you know. But I I did not enjoy Windows '98. I've seen Windows '98. I know what it looks like. Uh, like I said, the um, the comic shop that uh we talked about on the show actually. They ran Windows 98 until literally like three months ago <laughs> as they're processing. Oh, my goodness. And it was funny. It might even be older because the, the years, it, it had been so old that the years stopped working. So it was like perpetually the 80s to the 90s. And then it got to the point where once it got past that to the 90s, it would reflip to the 80s. So the computer thought it was like 1980-something. That's or like a Y2K year. glitch. That is a Y2K glitch. Yes. Oh, my goodness. So you don't remember that everybody thought that all computers were going to just stop working. I'm aware of Y2K. <laughs> my my um my uncle, actually, in preparation for Y2K, bought, like, legitimately a half a ton of rice <laughs> and had it in his house. He was a prepper. And then um, I guess he had a lot of rice afterwards. Yeah. All right. So, so to, just to give you a... Uh... The, the number the computers were going to freak out right that I mean, that was the basic gist of it that like computers couldn't compute going to 2000 zero, 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 well, so they're all going to drop right all all computer coding up to that point just used a two digit year right yeah. so and so yeah when it became the year 2000 the computers were theoretically going to believe that it was 1900 because they only used the two digits and it yes. was going to just and everybody just assumed that Anything with any kind of processor in it was going to stop working. Was you know were planes going to fall out of the sky? Was uh, you know everything just going to stop working? And and nobody knew. And so incidentally, that uh, contributed significantly to the market crash that happened um, not too long after, and with and the technology bubble bursting. Because here's here's why: yeah. if everybody thought that all the cars in the world were going to stop working next year. Unless you bought a new one, so you went out, and that means that everybody that can is going to go out and buy a new car. But then the next year, everybody just bought a new car last year, so nobody's going to buy a new car next year. So all the car sellers and all the car manufacturers are going to be screwed because they went from record profits to zero profits because nobody's buying any of them. So that's the same thing that happened with a lot of stuff. That contributed to the market crash that happened not too far after Y2K was everybody went and bought new stuff thinking all the old stuff was going to stop working, but then nobody needed new stuff for the next year because they all just bought it as opposed I to a to normal market I, cycle. 
I would have totally marketed that my processor ran three numbers. Yeah, we're gonna just do three. Oh man, so that was Y two K back in the day. All right, let's uh, let's do some uh, let's hit some trailers. Um, what? Did so you watch all the trailers that are on the prep sheet? I think I did. I mean, how many pages of prep sheet now? Is that one like a hundred? Something like that. Something like that. Yes, uh, I, I had to scroll. I went to the glossary first, and I was able to find when you told me to look at the trailers. Glossary right. is very well categorized. Index, so I was able to find goes, yeah, yeah. The high, yeah. hot links take you right to that page in the in the uh, prep sheet. Yes. Very convenient. So <laughs> we have to say Nancy for setting it up for us. Let's let's do the Marvels, right? What what that was yeah. like more of a teaser, right? It was just a it was a short. Yeah. Time. Um, I think it's fine. I don't know why, but I thought everyone was saying that um Brie Larson was out. But she's evidently not, right? Like she's definitely in this movie. Oh, so I'm not no, losing sure. my mind. It's for sure. So I thought people were saying she was out so, of like everything. I, I have not heard that at all. I don't know why I heard. I thought I was believing that that she was like they were gonna like just be like, oh, she's off in space. Away. Oh, she might be. She might be other than other than her movie, right? Away. Like that, she's not gonna show up for what, like Secret Invasion or. Any other Earthbound stuff because she's out, she's cosmic, right? Yeah. But so did you? Did you ever watch Miss Marvel? What the um the Disney the sh- I'm watching it still. Okay. Well, I mean, yeah, you certainly need it for the for this. So the I'm going to spoil the last scene. It's fine. Um, fine. which is in this teaser trailer, right? Some at some point, Miss Marvel uses her powers or whatever, and all of a sudden. Captain Marvel just appears in her room, and Miss Marvel's gone. So yes. and then you see that in the trailer, that for some reason they're switching places. Both Captain Marvel, Monica Rambeau, who in this is going to be called Photon, probably? Is that right? I mean, Yeah, she, or, yeah well, her name's if, yeah, Photon, Proton, something like she, that. If she gets a, a name. But again, Monica Rambeau was, was the original Captain Marvel in the comics, right? And then... Um, well, there was then, Marvel, and then there was... Photon, right. I it think. would have been it would have been Marvel, who was, but in Marvel, in but the, yeah. and the in, movie was a bad guy. Yeah, in the MCU, Marvel was played by Richard Law. No. Yes. No. 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 Marvel was the woman that gave her the powers. Jude Law was the other oh, yeah, person yeah, yeah. that like trained her. So yeah, he yeah. he was the bad guy. But anyway, but so yeah, so they kind of they they cut out the original Captain Marvel. And moved on to Brie Larson's version. What's her name? What's the what's the Carol Danvers? Carol Danvers. They skipped to the Carol Danvers version, but that yeah, there yes. was another one. I think. I think if I'm getting that wrong, call the GVM line two zero one seven three zero two five four seven. Um, but but anyway, so something's happening that they're switching places. All three of them: Ms. Marvel, yes. Captain Marvel, Monica Rambeau, and that's kind of all we know. <laughs> but yeah. it, it did what, seem that Ms. Marvel I think got they were into saying cosmic and. In the teaser, they were saying that their powers are all connected. Yes. Now, I get that for two of them, the outlier being Ms. Marvel. Now, based on what I know about her powers so far, I don't think they're related to like an Infinity Stone or something cosmic. I know it's otherworldly to a degree, but it's not like directly yeah, related they'll, they'll via to, Infinity Stone. They'll have to explain that because I think... Well, so... In the show, Ms. Marvel's powers are magic. Like yeah, they're they're triggered by magic, and yes. then in the in the finale, they basically say, "Oh, well, you're a mutant," and yeah. that's why everybody else that used this magic bracelet didn't get special powers, but you did, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but then, yeah, I don't know how that would be connected to Captain Marvel, 
or a Monica Rambo. Well, so the magic would might connect Monica Rambo because she got her powers from the hex from the Scarlet Witch, right? Yeah, it's like secondhand Infinity Stone. Yeah. Well, but Scarlet Witch's powers aren't from an Infinity Stone, or, or it's because from she the got... Mind Stone. No, that's Vision. No, but she got Mind Stone too. I think. Were they using? Were they using? I remember no, in the show, she like touched it or whatever, and then like she got powers and. Is that how she got her powers in the sh- in 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 the MCU? Yeah, the scepter. Um, yeah, the scepter is where she got her powers from. Right, right. When they were kids, though, because they were they were um, they were testing on them, right? Baron Zemo yeah. was testing. Yeah, and then she went to like touch it, and then she she's like, "Oh, I'm magic now." Okay, all right. So maybe the, so, like maybe... it's like secondhand magic yeah, for 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 proton. Is that how they're going to bring mutants into the world? Is the Infinity Stones are triggering the X gene? Instead of if they're if they're not oh I guess we we could bring new ones I guess or we can rebuild them or time travel like I don't know who knows who knows how they're gonna do it I think it's an alternate universe thing I think I think my theory my ongoing theory now since we're involving multiverses I think we're gonna do I forget what the name of the comic was where we collided the Ultimates universe and the six one six universe into one. And that's why we brought over Miles with Peter and had them in the same place, and one of them isn't dead. I think we're going to do that with the MCU. I think we're going to collide mainline MCU, Earth 199999 or some shit like that, with some other universe. And just that universe will have the mutants and maybe the Fantastic Four, and they'll just be smacked into this universe. That's my ongoing theory. The validity of it, I have no clue. It's just that's it makes sense to me because if we're involving multiverse, that means we can involve these things from another universe, just yeah. throwing it in. Yeah, I, and I kind of like that better. Although, given Miss Marvel, it makes sense to say Infinity Stones triggered the X gene, but that's exactly what they did with the Inhumans, and the Terrigen Mist triggers the Inhuman yeah. gene. So it's like you've already done that same thing. So I hope that that's we've done that bit already. Yeah. Uh, let's see. How about okay? The next uh, one. So the Muppets Mayhem trailer. No, that's a Disney uh, Plus show, right? That's not a movie. Yes, that's a show. I'm so excited for this because I I am secretly a huge Muppets fan. I haven't realized how big of a Muppets fan I am until every time something new Muppets comes out, I get super excited. Um, so I'm really excited for this Muppets show. Well, this certainly looks better than what because the last new Muppets thing was that. Oh, was that show shitty that was fucking. The bad Muppets office. Yeah, like the office Muppets. Yeah, nobody liked that. This looks yeah, good. I tried. I tried to watch. I tried to like it. I watched that whole first season. Um, I watched it because I wanted to like it. So I was like, okay, if I keep watching it, maybe I'll like it. I didn't. <laughs> but this looks much more true to form like a Muppets. It's, it's a series, yeah. but it's like a Muppets movie. They're just interacting yeah. with normal people. And yes. just they just exist in the, in the universe. And so it's about Dr. Teeth in the Electric Mayhem. And, like, it, it even shows, like, cameos from, like, uh, what, Tommy Lee going, oh, yeah, they were a huge influence on Motley Crue and blah, 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 right? So, like, it's yeah. just, like, the Electric Mayhem have always been around, but they've never made an album, I guess. That's the that's the premise. That's so the premise, yeah. trying to make their first album. Which is great. Which, I hope that, they, they, like uh, Rogers the Musical, mm-hmm. they actually release an album. I don't care <laughs> if it's, like, two songs. I want, by the end of the show, them to release an album. Oh, you know, that wouldn't be bad. Like, if, if somebody has written a bunch of songs for... I mean, well, I mean, honestly, they could go back to the, the Muppet Show, because they sing, yeah. they sing a lot of... 
<laughs> original songs, I think. They weren't all like covers back then. Yeah. That would be cool. I don't even care if it's like five songs. If they release a Muppets album, I guarantee I'll buy it. An if EP. The Electric Mayhem releases an album, I'm buying it that day. Yeah, that's cool. I, I mean, yeah. I haven't bought an album in years. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that maybe my kids will like it because they love the Muppet Babies cartoon. Mm-hmm. And, and, yes. I, and I put on the, the old Muppet show, you know, on Disney Plus, the actual Muppet show from, from the 70s, 80s. And, and we're kind of watching that. They still like the Muppet Babies better, but I'm wondering if, like, maybe the... They'll watch the the mayhem show because uh, I I could be. In I got a quick question because you go to Disneyland California. Mm-hmm. Um, do they have a Muppets the Muppet Experience like they do in Florida? They don't that's only a, that's only a Disney World kind of thing. Okay, I, I, mean, so I was just thinking about it. Of the world, but they don't have yeah. that in California. Because I love that experience, the Muppets Experience in Florida. Mm-hmm. That it's one of my favorite like things in all of Disney. It's it's for sure one of my. It is. I t- me too. When I go to Disney World, I love the Muppet Experience because yes. you don't get something like that anywhere else. And I, I also was a big, a big fan of of the Muppets uh, as a kid. But I also, even though Disney owns the Muppets, much the same yes. way that you know Disney owns, uh, you know Star Wars. But when I think of Star Wars, I don't think that that's. I mean, you you kind of do now. You think that Disney and Star Wars are the same. Yes. But it's like when yes. I see the Muppets, I don't think Disney. The Muppets are yeah. their own completely separate thing that Disney bought that IP and although yes. they've made a few new things they haven't disneyfied it it's still the Muppets right they still live in their yeah. own they haven't like mixed in you know Mickey Mouse and Kermit the Frog right? no. it's just yeah. they're separate things um, but yeah so like the Muppets uh, I, I still think of them as Sesame Street you know what I mean they've yeah. done a good job of maintaining that like relationship I feel like like I don't think they really cross over anymore I'm not I don't watch Sesame Street sorry um, but like that they still feel like they did to, when I see the old clips. Yeah, yeah. The, I think I think the only one that really crossed over was Kermit. Kermit's on both Sesame Street and Muppet Show, but he wasn't. He never showed up on. Uh, I mean, no, none of the other Muppets showed up on Sesame Street. I don't think. Yes. But uh, what's quick a quick little story? Uh, I think I think it's cute. I'm gonna tell it anyways. Uh, when I was a kid, my mom, because she's cute, uh, would call my dad Fozzie Bear. So. <laughs> When I was a kid, like a little kid, there were like Fozzie Bear things all over the house because anytime my mom saw anything cute, she would get it from my dad. Be like, look, Fozzie Bear, like you. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I think that's half the reason I also like Sesame Street too. That's I mean, uh, the Muppets because like it reminds me of my youth. You know, that's how these things happen, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, when I was a kid, I liked Batman. I liked Spider Man. I liked a lot of superheroes. But yeah. my first car was a 68 Charger and it was all matte black and we started calling it the Batmobile. And that yeah. really is why my whole loft is all covered in Batman shit is because yeah. Batman became my, you know, like it's your th- it becomes your thing. Like and then once it's like, "Oh, Scott likes Batman stuff," then birthdays and Christmas and holidays, then you start accumulating and accumulating so it's like it becomes more and more of your thing, but you're right. So yeah, you're, it's a it's a nickname from your mom. Then she starts buying stuff, and then before you know it, you've got a Fozzie Bear collection, yeah. collection, and you're a normal person, and you keep it to one wheelhouse, not yeah. multiple wheelhouses across multiple. <laughs> a wheelhouse you can easily spread over your house and your display doesn't dominate. You 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 could sit and look at your display in more than one chair. Yeah, that's it. All right, uh, let's see. Um, how about the Blue Beetle? So I like that trailer too. I'm confused about the path of this because I fe- it feels weird if they're resetting the DCEU 
which is fine. Is this going to live in that new one? Or is this just like the last thing that they want to get out the door before they shut it down and start anew? Or is it just, I mean, I guess. Or is it just it on, its own, on its own, which yeah. can be fine. Which would it almost would be better right? to be on its own. Yeah, yeah. It could, I mean, if it doesn't tie, it doesn't tie. Now, yeah. also, though, I guess. They did talk about Batman in the trailer, though. Well, so he, they're in the, they're in they're, they at least, they universe. at least admit that they're in the universe, yeah. which is fine. And, you know, and it's funny. And what, what was the line in the, in the. Batman is a fascist. Batman's a fascist. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I kind of, uh, he's more of a police brutality uh, than he is. I mean, again, I have to remind myself that he's not really out there beating up criminals. He's beating up supervillains. And there's a difference between a supervillain and a common criminal. Yeah, like he's if some guy like <laughs> he might like tie him up, but he's not like snapping his leg in half. And, I mean, he doesn't deal with he doesn't deal with street thugs anymore. Yeah, but I think, I think he, he might delegate that to like a Robin or yeah, something like that. Yeah, maybe I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> but so so with the with the Blue Beetle was was that created by wasn't it? I thought it was an alien technology. So, so, I didn't so it was... Ted Cord, mm-hmm. the original Blue Beetle, was a guy. With a lot of money, Batman, who just right? did things. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Blue beetle, but like more like fun. Like he had a giant blue beetle like car. I think that might have been in the. You know, he was like, what's the guy from Watchmen? The oh, owl guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, 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 know, I, I that that character is very similar. It's probably, where, like, probably you know, based on yeah. Yeah, it's that same aesthetic. It's more more him than Batman. I feel like um, this blue beetle. It was like an artifact. I feel like sometimes it's an ancient Egyptian artifact that's also alien. It's kind of like all over the place. Um, but I believe it's alien. I believe the, the it looks alien at this point mm-hmm. based on everything I'm seeing here. I don't believe it was like something that they made. I think it's something that they found. But the, but the preview sounded like they made it and it accidentally bonded to the kid. Maybe. You know, but I don't know. So, and, and but I mean, does that imply that there's that they're they're in this universe Ted Core didn't exist? It just here's the Blue Beetle and it's this kid? I, I think I think they're saying he did exist and he's either retired or dead. Okay. Like this might have been like one of his last works before he either retired or moved or passed away. It's like the next version uh, of the Blue Beetle suit. Yeah. Like, like, sort of. I don't know. I don't know if they're gonna go this angle. This is what it might feel like it, talking about it, like Batman Beyond. How it's like I had to make a really good suit to still be Batman, and then I just retire anyways. Right. Um. Uh, and then Terry McGinnis gets it. It might be like that kind of angle. Uh. But who knows? Yeah. I think we won't know until we see. There's some Batman Beyond news. We'll get to that in a minute. Let's see other. Um. You know the Renfield trailer. I mean, again, it, it's uh. Nicholas Cage's Dracula. Over the yeah. top, which looks, I, I mean, I'm sure it's going to be fun. I want to see it just because I like Nicholas Cage. Fun. Uh, Indiana Jones 5, did you see the trailer for that? I've seen a couple. Um, I wish that, I don't know, it feels weird to me just because, like, I'm going to have to really suspend a lot of disbelief to not think that this 78 year old man. <laughs> <laughs> is doing all of these things unless they do a good job of like making her do a lot of the work and he kind of just old man walks through all of the trouble. right right i mean yeah it, it's i'm not saying it's gonna be bad it's yeah. just gonna be i have to i'm gonna have to see it and dispend and like you know be like okay 
this can happen because it can. Yeah, and it, just let it ride. Th- this the third season of Picard has has done a little bit better with that, where he's not in the action sequences as much. Because like in season yeah. two, he, he's jumping over stuff and running, and I'm just like, dude, he's a hundred. He's, I mean, you know, I, he's not gonna do that. I'm um, afraid he's gonna hit the ground funny and poof. Yeah, just to go into dust. Um, let's see. Let's let's do it. Let's let's skip to the HBO Warner Brothers stuff um, because so you because you said you mentioned Terry McGinnis. Um, they're gonna do a, a a Batman Beyond something. Hold on, let me find the article in the prep sheet. Not easy to do because it's so rich and full of knowledge and stories. Well, if you if you scroll back up to the glossary and yeah, then you go to the extended glossary and then. <laughs> Is it down? Uh, new Batman Beyond series confer- series confirmed. Yeah, so oh, cool. um, I mean, again, I I loved Batman Beyond. I thought it was it was great when it came out. It was because it came out after the there was the animated series was out for a while, and then Batman Beyond like was added to it. But it was a really good addition to the um, I don't know to the to the universe, the Batman universe. Yes. No, he's a great character, and like it's. A super cool aesthetic because it's like futuristic Batman. His suit looks amazing. That the the Batman Beyond Batman suit is my favorite Batman suit of all, of all of them. Every single one I've ever seen, it's always Batman Beyond. It's my favorite one, just because like it looks intimidating, and I like black and red. <laughs> like my favorite colors. So seeing that like really striking red logo and like the wings. Technology aside, just looks badass. Yeah. Um, oh, wait, this is a comic series, so it's not. A, it's not a. Um, I thought it was a um, that there was gonna be like a HBO Max thing, but it's a comic series. Uh, oh, okay, so, it's a comic. I mean, yeah, yeah, and, fine. That, and that's okay. fine. No, I mean, I mean, I, I'm all for more Terry McGinnis. If if we do enough Terry McGinnis, um, other content, eventually maybe something will hit, and they'll rebring him, and they'll bring him back to live action or cartoon action. Yeah. Yeah, let's see. So since we're talking DC Comics, let's go ahead and, and do the other, uh, the Marvel. There's a couple of comics news we can hit. Um, Marvel is like redoing their their gods now, right? The 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 Living Tribunal and all of them. It's the um, what is it? A series. It's called Gods, like like G period, O period, D period, S period. Uh, from uh-huh. Jonathan Hickman. What is it? Valerio Shiti and. Uh, Bless you. Yeah, Vardy Garcia. And so they're just going to go through all of their... Um, this has been the project they've been working on for a little while, and I think it's coming out this fall. So we're going to see them revamp the history and rewrite, kind of reboot the the gods. So what? You got, that's, It'll uh, be cool for all of two minutes. Yeah, and so you got... That's Eternity, Galactus, Living Tribunal. It's going to involve those characters. So I mean, I hope it's cool, you know, but we'll see how it turns out, you know? Yeah, I wish I read comic books still. Um, yeah. So, oh, you know what? I I meant to ask you. Did did you get out to see the D and D movie yet? I I did not. I've heard actually decent things still, but I I just haven't had time. And honestly, I kind of don't care. I wish I cared more. I heard heard decent things. I heard it's fine, you know. But I just I kind of don't care. Like I I think I'm holding too much of my hate is the word i'm going to use but i'm not saying i hate it i think i just have too much hate in my heart for the idea of what it is that i just it's hard for me to go see it so i read a couple of articles about it and here, here's what i would say like we've like we've said from the get-go 
any movie about a group coming together to do some kind of quest in any kind of sword and sorcery environment is a D&D movie. I mean, it, you know, like, it's the world that they live in. And so the only thing that makes this specifically a D&D movie is the locations and some of the specific monsters that you see are yeah. from campaigns, right? You know, you get to see a Displacer Beach and a Gelatinous Cube and, um, you know, Rust Monsters and, and you know, a few other ones, right? I mean, you know, and then they mentioned Baldur's Gate and Neverwinter and, you know, so, yeah. and that's all fun. They say words and they show things. Yeah, that, that, that make it specific. But, you know, again, Lord of the Rings is a Dungeons and Dragons movie, right? It's got it's got all the, the best things. one. Yeah, it's the best one. But so so what I what I was reading in, in a couple of articles, it said you know, but here's the Easter eggs for actual players, right? And it was things like, um, you know, there's references again that, that I didn't even notice because I'm not even a casual player. I haven't played since I was a kid. I don't get to play enough. I would love to play, but I don't. Even though I buy the books and set them on the shelf, that is with the hopes of using them someday. Um, but but they said like there's references to initiative. There's the uh, DM controlled non-player character who's a little bit too powerful but helps the party out. There's, uh, y- you know, things like that. There's, um, you know, the the overly complicated trap that the DM has set up that the characters screw up and immediately, and, and the DM has to give them some other way to get through it. And they do that with some kind of magic item that is then too powerful that they then use the rest of the campaign. So, like, there's just things like that... In the article that I read, it said these are all things that you would notice if you've been playing the game, that, yep, that kind of stuff happens in a game. But if you haven't played the game, it's just part of the movie and it doesn't matter. So yeah. you know, that, that I thought was interesting. And again, I would say it, it was it was fun and it was funny. And it was a, it's 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 an action comedy, if, if nothing else. You know, it's joke after joke after joke. And none of it do you have to have any kind of background in the game to get. Mm-hmm. And I got my uh, 20-sided die uh, popcorn. There you go. So. Yeah, I I just... Listen, I understand I'm a D&D nerd. I, I understand I'm a dice nerd. But I have a line. I can say no. I can turn off my disease. Okay. I was surprised because I thought you were the dice nerd. I thought you would want one to, to fill up with dice. Kevin does not understand that what I collect, if anything, is legible, readable dice. The problem with dice, there are millions of dice. I think, ooh, that looks pretty. But if I do the two-second eye test and I can't tell what number's on top yeah. after at least two seconds of reading it, I'm not buying it. There have been dice I want to buy. Like, I was somewhere a couple weeks ago, and there's these really gorgeous-looking gold and, like, brass and copper dice. I'm like, wow, these look cool. I can't tell what any of these numbers are. Now, So I'm not going to get it. I don't know if they still do this or not, but when I got the basic set, in the 80s. Yes. The little bag of plastic shitty dice came yes. with a crayon. Do they mm-hmm. still do that? Do you know what I'm talking? Do you know what the crayon's for? Like you gotta color it in. Like so you, you literally, can... yeah, you would you would color over the number and then wipe the top off the top off, and the white crayon would sink into the number that would that was etched onto the die so that you could see it more easily. So that was that was the expectation when you, you would open up your box, get your dice out, draw on them with a crayon so that the the colored wax would get, would get into the crevice on the on the die, and then you could see it more easily. That's great, actually. Um, what's funny is so sort of in relation to that, I'm trying to find it. There was a company I saw that made D and D dice 
you know, this full set. And the idea was they were like randomly individually colored and they came in like a D&D book holding set. And it's supposed to look like old style D&D dice. Like all weird colors and shit. It was really, really cool. I'm trying to find it. I remember I can't... my set, they were orange. You know, it was like just, you know, because they were just like random plastic, you know, it was just whatever plastic they had sitting around, I'm sure, to make the dice. I mean, I also heard like the old dice, and this is going to sound dumb. You know, for those who don't play, you know, they didn't roll. Pro- oh, you know what? Here, I found it. They weren't um, true. Yeah, they, they could like, oh, this one favors 14 for no reason. I'm going to send you a link right now. We're going to. So it's called Legacy of Adventures Dice Set. It's from Forged Gaming. And it is a set of D&D dice, the full uh, seven you would need. So the D20, D4, D6, D12, all that fun stuff. And it comes in a little D&D book case holder. And they look, when I'm looking at it, you know, they're very basic, easy to read. And it's supposed to give off that aesthetic because they're all different colors of the ones you had to color in individually it's supposed to give off that aesthetic now obviously you know because they're metal and they're made they don't look you know like completely like that but i think it's a really cool set i actually really like it i also really like the uh the like book it comes in i don't know did you get that uh yeah, did you get it yet they, they look really cool and they are they're like very bright and that each one is a different color makes it easy to see okay you know the 20-sided die is the white one to, you yeah. know whatever but also, you're right. the The numbers are very clear and easy to see. Yes. So, this is the next D and D. This is the next dice that I want to buy. And how much is it, sandwich? It's fifty bucks. Fifty bucks for seven dice. Oh my god. Yes, I want to buy it. I want to. I've been looking at it for weeks now. I haven't gotten it yet. A, I don't think I have to worry about it. It's not like it's something that's like pre-sale going to be gone. And B, um. It is hard to justify spending fifty bucks on dice, so I'm gonna wait until I'm, I'm, I've you know saved some money up. So I'm like, okay, I can comfortably buy this little fun knickknack with a cool book and feel comfortable about it. Um, the dice is cool, and I think you know that is something that's great about D and D. But my my dice addiction this is all gonna circle back to my dice addiction is only about readable dice. I will buy as many readable dice sets as I can. I'll try to not double in colors. Uh, that's my other goal. You know, if I, I don't need 30 different red sets of dice, uh, if I can help it, <laughs> unless they're cool, but it's different. Okay. Just cause they're cool. We're going to move on to the next story, guys. No, um, how many, how many sets of dice do you have? Would you say that I actively use? I have one, two, three, four, five, six. That's not too many. I mean, that's not a lot. I mean, I see, you know, like, and then I, I had plastic ones, but I don't use those anymore. Oh, okay. I, I just saw a thing. It's like, would you buy dice from this? And it was like a, it was a giant bin, and you just put a cup in, and it was like whatever, like five bucks for the cup of dice or, or whatever that would be. I'm, I'm also annoying, and I only like to use metal dice if I can help it because plastic dice feel weird in my hand. I like having a little bit of the weight of the metal dice. You mess up your um, table. Doesn't it, like, take chips out of your table? Oh, I have, only a big, I have like a thick dice tray. Okay, and you have a dice tray. Okay, so yeah, then it doesn't matter. Okay. Yeah, it's like a real thick one, and it's like got like a felt in it or whatever the hell it is. So I have like a couple trays. I never, yeah, I never roll them on like any table ever. Yeah, even as it is. Unless it's like a thick wooden table, because yeah, then I don't even care. With plastic dice, uh, like I get sometimes when we're playing whatever, uh, like some of the, like the dice rolling games, like, um, 
Oh, like King of Tokyo? Have you ever played King of Tokyo? No, I've not. Sounds fun, though. But it's just, it's just a, you know, you roll like six or seven dice at a time, and it's like, yeah, it's like, I don't, I don't like rolling that on, a, on, on even on the wooden table. It's yes. like, so we have a metal die. I'm like, no my, way, man. My friend my had glass dice. Oh, jeez. And, dropped and he the rolled them, and he missed the table. He missed the tray. He hit the table. The table was fine. It was a D4. One of the chips on his D4, like, he got, like, almost a legitimately a, a, a rounded edge. <laughs> so it's three pointy edges and one, like, kind of rounded edge now because he broke the tip off. Yeah. Glass dice. So, that's yeah, that's something. All right. Well, like I said, I, I I mean, when it comes out to streaming, you can go see it. I I, I, I think. Yeah, I, think I mean, I'll to, probably see it at some point. I'm not going to I'm not going to watch fine, it. Right? Like, it doesn't matter that it's associated with D&D it, as yeah. a adventure in in the sword and sorcery realm it, it was yeah. it was fine my only well, I, don't, I don't i won't mention the scene that i had a problem with um i'm still annoyed about the druid being a tiefling because she looks nothing like a tiefling would look in the game yeah well, she's there i've said it very very light uh yeah it was so you think she should have not a human flesh tone yes as a tiefling because most of the um they make it clear it's like you're gonna have some weird flesh like you're gonna look like purple or red like, you have to look more demonic beyond just the horns and the tail. But, I mean, in theory, also, like, okay, cool. Maybe they could say, like, oh, but the the idea is the DM said it was cool to look more human. Sure, fine, whatever. There, you win. But, you know, that wasn't said to me. <laughs> that wasn't in the trailer, that they were actually just... That should, they should have started the movie. I know they didn't. If they started the movie with a bunch of nerds sitting at a table, and it's like, hey, can my teeth look like a human? Sure, movie starts. <laughs> I, I, I agree hey, again I, I did i tell you about the 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 book that i read i didn't really read it it was an audiobook so i didn't um tell me more tell me more it was called npcs and it was an audiobook that i got and it did start that way right characters are playing they're in the tavern the dm goes are you sure you guys want to drink and they say yeah and he goes okay everybody roll saving throw you all failed. You're all dead. Remember when you were eating in the woods and I told you that that thing, you know, had certain whatever, and now you're dead because it reacts with alcohol and, and it becomes poison, and the whole party's dead. And then the party goes, "Well, this sucks. We're gonna have. We'll just start start new characters and play again next week or whatever." And then that's like chapter one, and then chapter two is the half orc who is the bartender goes. What the hell? These four guys are just dead now, and I gotta carry them, carry them out of my bar, and and then it picks up with the characters in the bar having to deal with the dead characters, but they then have to do the quest that those characters were gonna have to do, right? Because it still has to happen in the world that they live in. There's still the bad guy that needs to be taken out or whatever, and then they end up in the end kind of tying it into the bad guy was trying to get out of the D and D realm and into a different universe, which is our universe of the players and whatever and but i mean it was just it, i liked the way that they 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 did start at the table put you into the game and then picked up in the with the rest of the npcs became yes. the, the characters in this book so i liked it it was a good and again you know the rest of it's just a standard adventure story uh, the other thing that was interesting is they have the classes right they had to because they took the equipment from the dead characters and yeah. so the one guy goes, oh, well, I'll take the cleric stuff and I'll take the thieves stuff and I'll take the... And then it didn't work. And they, they end up, by the end of the book, they end up switching to the role that was actually suited for them. 
right? So like, and it, which isn't what you would expect. So like the, um, I, I feel like the one character that was little, like like was a halfling or something, thought he was he should be the thief, but he ends up being uh, like the magic user, and the giant, the half orc who thought he was going to be the barbarian, like ended up being the paladin because he actually had belief in something or whatever. I don't. It's been a little while. A good book though, but I mean again, it it's it's a D and D story because they started at the table and went into the game and then came out at the end. So mm-hmm. I thought it was good. That's my plug for the book uh, in PCs. So uh, I think we should take a break. Yeah, we take a break. All right, we'll take a, so we'll bring this episode uh, episode seven seventeen to a break. The way we take some shows to a break by saying we'll be right back, hopefully with Kev. After these messages, we'll be right, Kenobi. Oh, you bastard. Ooh, the love. Oh, I'm on the wrong one. Damn it. <laughs> yes. Yes. Hello there. I, I, I get, win. I can edit that out, but you did win. Oh. <laughs> we'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. Yeah. We need to get the word out that the listeners can be involved with Geek Stuff TNG directly by using our GVM line. 201-730-2547. Hmm. Maybe we could use our seductive voices? Huh? Our what? All right. Here. Let's read these lines in our most seductive voices. Like this. <clears throat> hey there. We want you to be a part of Geek Stuff TNG with your questions and your hmm comments. Oh, <clears throat> that's right. We want you to tell us what's hmm on your mind, what we are doing that you <laughs> like. <coughs> So call us on the GVM line, 201-730-2547, and you may hear yourself on an upcoming episode of Geek Stuff TNG. (laughs) Wow. Wow. What? Okay, here we go. I'm James Hatton. And I'm Podcast Rob. And we're the Something Something Cast. We're a pop culture podcast that chats about movies, comics, TV, music, video games, and a whole lot more. Check us out at our home at somethingcast.com. And also on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and other fine podcatchers as well. Proud members of Hashtag Pottern Family and ACPN, the art, comedy, and pop culture podcast network. Okay, here we go. Hey, Geek Stuff listeners. It's West Coast Scott here. Did you know I do a podcast with my lovely wife? Say hi, Brittany. Hi. Tell them about our podcast. We do a weekly podcast where we talk about travel, conventions, Disneyland, and our growing family. It's called the PieCast because we got married on Pie Day, and it's available wherever you find your podcasts. You can also follow us on social media. At Pie Day Family. And my new Twitter handle is at Pie Day Scott. Check us out. What's up? This is Mikey T, host of the Failing Hollywood Podcast. I'm just a guy who plays with props behind the scenes. On our show, we have guests who also work behind the scenes, and we joke around, we drop names, we tell real on-set stories. We even play some film games, only 
on the Failing Hollywood Podcast, found wherever podcasts can be found. Build your own X-Wing. Luke Skywalker's legendary Red 5 Starfighter from the Star Wars Saga. The X-Wing is recreated in stunning detail in a massive 1 to 18 scale and comes complete with remote-activated working lights, R2-D2 motorized wings, removable hyperdrive opening cockpit, and a magazine full of fascinating facts, plus an amazing step-by-step assembly guide. You will also receive a free binder, power pack, and bookends model space. And now, another classic Geek Stuff ID. Well, don't just stand there. Say something. Get out of my chair. Hey, this is John DeLancey from Star Trek. And I was hoping for something more along the lines of, Welcome back, Hugh. It's a pleasure to see you again, my old friend. And you're listening to Big Kev's Geek Stuff. Geek Stuff TNG. Live from the Sandwich Shop, Party Productions in sunny Southern California and Big Kev Uno Studios, it's Geek Stuff TNG. During our commercial break, you're in from our amazing sponsor, BuildXWing.com. This model is in 118 scale, making it the only fully scaled, fully detailed X-Wing ever made for use with your three and three quarter Star Wars action figures. This X-Wing features many amazing details, like the proton torpedo bay, working engine lights, and a light-up R2-D2. You can add your own boops, bops, and beeps. The S-foil is open to attack position. The laser cannons simulate firing, and the engine lights power up all by remote control. We recommend you take them up on their do-do-do-do-do-do premium offer. You get what 18 scale hangar accessories to create a detailed display of your X-Wing, including crates, tanks, personnel transporter, landing lamps, fuel pump, ladder, as well as several static figures, including ground crew members, and even Luke Skywalker himself. When you sign up for your subscription each month, in addition to your parts of the model, You'll get four full-color magazines featuring instructions for the parts you've received, fascinating articles about the original models used in the movies, and more. You can collect these great source materials in a free binder, which you'll receive as part of your subscription. As a fan of collectibles, you may have seen models like this online or at shows or conventions, and I don't need to tell you, the price tag can be quite high. The genius of the system as they are paying a little each month, as well as having fun putting it together yourself. You can check out more info over at buildxwing.com or reach them by phone at 877-544-6779. Check them out today. Here you go. Well, clear, now I'm sure. <laughs> That's a good way to start the commercial, with the crunch of a lovely parm crisp. That's right. No geek stuff TNG would be complete without parm crisp snack mix parm crisps are full of all the nutrients you need and the wonderful flavors you have come to love and know like parm crisp yeah also crisp almonds cashews pistachios 
three grams of net carbs per serving. Net carbs kept, does that mean that it has some carbs that cancel out because it doesn't have sugar? Yeah, it has diet, it has fiber in it and no added sugar. So you take the fiber, you remove the fiber from the carbohydrates, the dietary fiber. And who makes Parm Crisps? Are they their own company? I believe so. Wow, an independent company too. Looking at their website, parmcrisps.com, it says our original blend of Parm Crisps, you can get an everything tub, an original pouch, you can get the ranch snack mix pouch, or sour cream and onion pouch. What's your favorite, I'm, Kev? I haven't seen sour cream and onion. What was that? I like, I like the original. I like the original, but the ranch one is fine too. I'd like to try sour cream and onion. It's probably very good. Yeah, you could get the variety pack. Oh, looking at all of the ingredients. Oh, you see, sir, I, I get them at the Costco in the large size because I eat so many delicious parm crisps. Oh, looking at the website, let's see what's in the variety pack. You got cheddar, original, jalapeno, everything, four cheese, and sour cream. They all sound delicious. They are, but I don't think they're doing the big, what is this, 20 ounce. I don't think they're doing, are they doing 20 ounces of all those flavors? I don't know. For more information on Parm Crisps, go to parmcrisps.com and find them at your better retailers today. When you buy them, mention Geek Stuff TNG for absolutely no discount. Mention right. them at checkout and look like a weirdo. <laughs> Reach out to them at parmcrisps.com and tell them you heard about Parm Crisps from Geek Stuff TNG. All right, so we're we're not going to talk any Star Wars, even though we just uh, did the beautiful live read during the break. But let's uh, let's save Star Wars for when we have Kev with us. Let's do the Warner Brothers stuff. We we mentioned it in the first half, and then we didn't get to it. Um, their stock is going up or down. Which way is uh, Warner Brothers stock going? I want to be surprised, so I'm going to say down. It is going down. It is going down. Okay. Um, they are raising the price of HBO Max, which is just going to be called Max now, right? Didn't they just didn't they just raise it? Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be up again. Um, and then let's talk about some of the stuff that's gonna be on there. Apparently, there's got like like a ten year commitment to do the Harry Potter, redo them as a show. First of all, really, do we need a Harry Potter show where you take one book per season for whatever seven seasons? Does anybody need or care about that? Didn't the books didn't the movies do it good enough? The problem with that's gonna be. Um, kind of like the movies, you're going to try to tell me an 11 year old is going to be an 11 year old in the first season. And then you're going to try to tell me a 14 year old is a 12 year old. And by season seven, when it's supposed to be like 18, dude's going to be like 35. I mean, yeah. like they're, they're not going to be able to record them as quickly because even Harry Potter, like, yeah, it was believable enough, but I mean, take stranger things. Yeah. They really they look their things. age in the first season. Yeah. It's only been like three years in theory, and they went from eleven to like eighteen. It looks like <laughs> you're gonna have to uh, use the use the deep fake DH technology on these kids to keep them looking yeah. like children. You're right, though. That's a, that's a, that's going to be a problem too. And then and then there's the fact that the movies did a good job. Do we even need to to relive those stories? Although if they're doing one book per, well, is there? There's lots of problems with this, right? Is there even enough action in them? Like, do you do you want to see in a show format all the minutia that you get from a book? You know what I mean? Because there's not a yeah, lot do you of action want, do you, in it. 
you you didn't get the school bits you know the bits of them in class right you know the bits of them like talking with their friends you know sure do you want to have like a more social slow down version of it maybe you do but i mean the show the movies did a very good job yeah of portraying what happened i don't really know a thing that the show that the movie didn't really portray well like yeah. it portrayed everything very well and like until you get to like like the fourth book i feel like cuz that was that was the thickest book and they yes. left a lot of stuff out of yes that's not Directly into the plot. There yeah, like the the opening the... where he like leaves the house and then. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, so, yeah, the guess... stuff gets left out for sure. Yeah, but I mean, do we really need? Are, it? are they going to do three seasons for the final uh for the final book? Because they did two ten... movies for that. It looks like they said ten year commitment, so that that might be. I, but yeah, you're right. So you, once again, be... you go from an eleven year old to the guys be damn near thirty five. Like, yeah, I just graduated from uh magic high school. Yeah, that's crazy. We're going to get a job in the workforce. <laughs> yeah, uh, let's see. So it looks like this. I don't think this is a good sign. House of Dragons is going to have a shorter season two. That doesn't seem like a good sign to me. How Wasn't it only like eight episodes? I, I don't I don't remember how many the first season it, was. It was eight to ten max. So like is shorter six or shorter like four? Unless they're like two hours long. Listen, we did the longer Game of Thrones episodes. Remember that last season where we had mm-hmm. longer episodes? That didn't pan out well. Yeah. And I don't know if it was because of the length or the story, but I mean, listen, that we tried longer episodes. Didn't work out. And I don't know if it would work out now. You know? Well, maybe it does. If they're gonna even do it longer episodes. Are they are they going shorter because they want to use more budget because they want to introduce more dragons because that was the other news we had a while ago right, that right. They, we promised to introduce eight more dragons so you have to cut two episodes because you want to do more dragons yeah. you can cut back on some dragons if we get more episodes then because Game of Thrones any Game of Thrones story is thick and you're missing shit anyways so you're telling me you're gonna give us more dragons and we're gonna miss more stuff yeah like I'd rather you just take away a dragon or two. I'll survive. Right. Uh, let's see. Uh, it looks like season 12 of Curb Your Enthusiasm is going to be the the final season. I feel like, have they said that before? Have they said that, that this is the last Curb? I, and then, didn't they say that like two seasons ago? I mean, it went, but it went a long time between seasons. And then they came back and did the most recent one. Like, I feel like it was a long break before season 11. Yeah. Between 10 and 11. So, I guess Larry David's just like, okay, we'll just do one more and be done with I it. I like Carby Enthusiasm. I think it's a good show. I think it's fun. I mean, yeah, it's like... I don't know how rewatchable it is. Y- you know? It's like, once you've seen it, you've seen it. You know, like... If you get, like, a favorite episode, maybe. Yeah. I, I mean, and honestly, that's the only show... In that improvisational style that I actually even watch, you know, because like they don't really have a script, right? They've got a outline. Here's what we're gonna do in yeah. this scene, and then they all just kind of dick around until they get what they like, right? And I yeah. don't, I don't. So like, if you watch, I don't know if Shit's Creek is that way, but like, there's several other shows that are that improv style. They're not really written; they're created, and I don't, I don't know that I care for that. Because you can kind of tell. Mm-hmm. Although I think it's funny. I think that the, um, I think that Rick and Morty, even though it's a cartoon, the dialogue yes. sounds like one of those uh, 
improv style. Like, it sounds like they're making it up as they go along, you know? It's got, like, the natural pauses where you're trying to think about what you're going to say and stuff. As opposed to, like, a uh, West Wing where everybody talks in eloquent monologues that go on with no pauses for 15 minutes. And it's all, the grammar's perfect and all that, so... Let's see. What else? HBO Max. Uh, they're going to do a spinoff to The Big Bang Theory. Now, Kev's not here to, to defend it, but he loves Big Bang Theory. I gave up on Big Bang Theory, and a lot of people hate Big Bang Theory. How do you feel about it? I thought it was I thought it was bad. Yeah. Why did you think it was bad? Because, like, none of it was funny. Sheldon's not funny. None of, that, none of the jokes hit ever for me, and I tried. I tried with it. I none of them hit, and then I even tried Young Sheldon. Like, okay, maybe I like this one. None of that should hit for me. The character of Sheldon to me is fucking insufferable sometimes. Well, he's got autism. He's autistic. I mean, you know, so he he's no, neurodivergent. He, he is. He, he thinks about things differently, and so that's why the last several seasons were just like, oh yeah, let's make fun of the guy with autism. I mean, you know, that like that's what the show's about. Yeah. And also, it's just it, it seemed yeah. to be like. Do they even like Sheldon? They don't even like Sheldon in the later episodes. Like they, it's like they're mean to him. It's it's like I don't know. So again, I just, Kev's not I, here to I, it. I could not care any for that character or any of the characters for that matter. None of them did anything for me. Oh yeah, not <laughs> a single thing in that show was at all interesting to me. Penny's an alcoholic. How funny! That's that, that's funny. I mean, you know, like that's the joke. Penny's yeah. an alcoholic. Yeah. So. When, I remember, and I don't know why. When I was growing up, when I was in high school and like parts of middle school. I was out towards Philly, and there were signs everywhere for Big Bang Theory. I don't know if, for some reason, like, was it on CW? Was I imagining that? Was it on CW? Um, no, I don't think it was CW. I think it was an ABC, a CBS show, ABC. I don't know. I don't know why I thought it was on CW for some reason. But anyways, I saw signs for that show everywhere, and everyone in my high school, for some reason, ate that show up, especially my nerd friends. And I would say, like, what what did you think was funny? When they made fun of people being nerds, or when the nerds did something quirky and dumb, because nothing about that show to me ever, ever hit. I don't understand the the enjoyment from that show, and it's my opinion. I'm not. I am saying it's a bad show. You know what? It's a bad show for me. So if you enjoyed it, I hope you enjoyed it. Yeah. That's for the greater you. I'm not saying Scott in general. I'll, I'll, I'll admit, you know I, mean? I liked it. I liked it for many seasons. I watched it for quite a while, but then I just kind of got it's like. It's just the same. It's the same bit over and over and over again, and I, and I got kind of yeah. tired of it, and I let it go. And I'm like, the completest in me is like, man, I was only like two seasons from the end. I should have watched it all the way through. But when I stopped watching it, it's like I don't miss it. And then, and the farther yeah. I get away from it, the more I'm like, yeah, you know, like any any lots of sitcoms don't hold up, right? You go back and watch it, and you're like, I used to think this was funny, you, you oh, know. Yeah. And like, I'm sure you've seen the here's Big Bang Theory without the laugh track, right? And then it's just. It's extra brutal. <laughs> if you don't have a laugh track in there, it really feels awkward. If you're not told when to laugh, you're not going to laugh. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's see. Moving on. Uh, do you have a Crunchy? Crunchyroll is owned by Sony, right? I believe so. I do have Crunchyroll. I have the premium subscription to Crunchyroll. Yeah, and that's that's their, you know, they're making money on streaming animes. What do you watch on Crunchyroll? Um. So right now, I watched a couple things. Um, the main thing I'm watching right now is an anime called Vinland Saga. It's about Vikings. Um, so that's the one I'm watching right now. I watched a bunch of things on there. It's my main way, if I can't help it, to watch anime. Um, but you know, I don't know if I'm watching Vinland Saga on Crunchyroll. That might be on Netflix, just because it's convenient for me. They're both convenient. It's an app on my phone. Um, 
I think Vinland Saga is on Crunchyroll. I could be wrong. I was watching One Piece, and then uh, there was no. I, I watch a bunch of things on a bunch of different apps. It's just where what has the license to what, so I can watch it somewhere. Is what it really comes down to. Um, it's it's great. I'll always support Crunchyroll. I think it's it is the Netflix for anime. Even though Netflix has anime, like Crunchyroll, it, it really is the best place to go get it, in my opinion. Uh, if you're not gonna just find it online somewhere and enjoy it that way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it is owned by Sony. Now that I looked it up. All right. Now, what about uh, Drops of Gold? Drops of God? Is that a manga adaptation? I have not heard of that one. Uh, see, you're supposed to be the expert. This is an Apple TV series. So multi-layered. Just from the trailer, let's see what does it say. I don't know. Um, but set in the world of gastronomy. And fine wines. Oh, it's a it's a cooking anime. Okay, <laughs> it's a food one. There's food anime. I've never seen them, but uh, I know about them. I know oh, okay. they exist. It's uh, so there's there's a I, I I call them this. There's a genre of, of of anime called slice of life, um, where it's just like a dude or a person just living their life. This feels like slice of life for me, where it's just gonna be like some guy who likes wine. Having oh, fun, right. like he's not saving the world by drinking wine. <laughs> and, and I think, why are those interesting? Why do people? Some those? people like them. I I can't really get behind them because I think they're a little strange. Not strange. It's just like I I can't enjoy it as much. But like, anime has a. It's more than just like, uh, Eastern comics essentially, because that's really what a lot of the major ones are. It's Eastern superheroes, mm-hmm. you know. They all have powers and they fight evil and stuff like that. There are just some of them where it's just like the story of a guy who he's an accountant. He's out <laughs> with his friends. They go on adventures. Like there are some just like more run of the mill stuff. I mean, yeah, there's there's definitely like a lot of things. There's a lot of different genres. Uh, but the major one is, you know, obviously uh the one where they're superheroes, basically. And then, like I said, another one's Slice of Life. And this feels like one of those more Slice of Life ones where it's just going to be maybe a guy enjoying one. There you go. All right. Uh, let's see. Over on Paramount Plus slash Showtime. I don't know when those officially merged together, but uh, what they've renewed Lower Decks and Strange New Worlds. And I'm enjoying Picard Season 3. Now, you, again, you're not you're no Star Trek whatsoever. I am not a Trekkie. But I, I can't even. Everybody is, all the articles are saying that this is how to do a revival Right, mm. and I, but I would I would really say, if they had skipped, like Picard season one, Picard season two, but Picard season three is the everybody from the next generation is back together, and they've got a good story to do that. Now, had they started with that, then I would say it's a perfect revival. But I mean, you know, season one and season two were good, but it didn't have all. It didn't. It was just. It was about Picard. It was one character from the show you liked, with a few, you know, cameos here and there. But season three is, yeah, we're just we're putting the band back together. It's getting everybody from that old show, and like, there's. I think there's. I think we're at the season finale, which is the next one out. And, and uh, but I mean, I am enjoying it. Um, but and and they did do a good job of finding a reason to get everybody back together, getting everybody back together, getting the right nostalgia in there, and. Uh, so we'll see, and uh, you know, I've, I've been enjoying that. I'm, I'm, I'm actually, I've been able to stay pretty caught up. I'm caught up on Star Trek yeah. Card. I'm caught up on Mandalorian. Uh, I'm caught up on Ted Lasso. I'm like, I'm like, good to go. Are you caught up on Mando? 
I am caught up on Mando. Yeah, there's only one more I episode, in... right? I mean, it's yes. about to be done. So. so I've seen a lot of things about the latest episode. I don't want to get too far into it. Um, but someone's been pointing out some, like, um, what's the word for it? Similarities between a certain Mandalorian character and another character in the Star Wars universe. I will leave it at that because I don't want to spoil anything. But all right, and we're gonna I've have seen... when we get Kev back, we're gonna do all the all the Star Wars celebration news, uh, and we're, so that will probably be next week. Because uh, again, Kev's out with a fake flat tire. Um, let's see. Now you're too young for Beavis and Butthead. They don't mean anything to you, right? I uh, yeah, no. I know they. I know they were like they would watch music videos and make fun of them. <laughs> yeah. And somehow that was a phenomenon. They are going to get a second season on uh, the, the Paramount Plus Showtime. Good for from, them. From Mike Judge. Uh, you know what I haven't watched yet is the new season of The Orville that they made just for Hulu. Um, but I think they're going to get another... Uh, they're still hopeful that they're going to get a season four. Um, again, that show was great. Again, if you like Star Trek... Everything that you like about Star Trek, just with a few extra jokes, and that's the Orville. Let's see. Uh, I have had this on the prep sheet for a while. Uh, you know, I don't know that I even care, but there's AMC, which I don't get. I don't have AMC because I don't have cable anymore, and you have to watch the AMC. Uh. You have to pay for the AMC service. Like, that's where you would watch The Walking Dead and so forth. But they've got a interview with a vampire show, which I hear is really good, which is an Anne Rice novel. And then another Anne Rice novel, The Mayfair Witches, they've also got that going on, which is renewed for a, a second season. So I'm like, I'm interested because I like Anne Rice's stuff, but I don't, I'm not yeah. interested enough to pay for a subscription to AMC. Yeah, so. maybe they'll hit Netflix because Walking Dead was on Netflix for a while. Yeah, if, I mean, eventually, like I think that it's on, yeah, it has to be on AMC for a couple of years and then, and then it comes yeah. eventually to Netflix. Netflix or Amazon Prime or Hulu or Apple TV, all of which I have. Uh, cable's more expensive, or streaming is more expensive than cable. It sucks. <laughs> yeah, at the end of the day, it really is. It, it, at this point, it, it really is. I mean, like, it used to be when you first cut the cord, and you just, and everything was on Netflix, right? Like, the only thing that wasn't on Netflix was, like, you'd have to go to HBO for The Sopranos. So you're yeah. like, all right, I've got HBO for The Sopranos, you know, and maybe Deadwood and whatever else was on HBO at the time. And then you had Netflix for everything else, but then, you know, they're slowly pulling all their stuff off. You know, I saw an article that said, Sony said, because they don't have a streaming platform, they get to dis just sell their their shit to the highest bidder. You know, whatever streaming platform wants to pay them. So, like, they like that model. Yeah. Which... That's why we'll never get Spider-Man uh, on Disney Plus until Disney wants to fuck up the money for it. Right. Or they, or they just flat out buy... Uh, Sony, who knows? Yeah, they could. They could. We've been over this. We've done the math. <laughs> they have more number than other number. Oh, man. Eh. Who knows? Who knows? It's all going to hell. Yeah, I'm sick, I'm sick of paying uh, for what, it. What streaming service do you want um, the Geek Stuff uh, documentary to go out on? Um, well, when we get our documentary in like 20 years, what streaming service would you want to watch it on? Crunchyroll. No. Um... <laughs> I mean, you know, Netflix is still the the granddaddy of them all, right? I mean, Netflix is still supreme. Yeah, yeah. No, I think I think we do great on Netflix. I I think we would be not kid friendly enough for Disney Plus, even though they have like N seventeen things now, whatever the word for it is, TVMA. Um, I think we'd fit right 
I fit, we fit pretty good on Netflix. I don't want to do Hulu. I feel like Hulu is somehow niche, even though it's been around forever. Like, I feel like more people don't have Hulu than do have Hulu. Like, Netflix, Disney Plus are, like, guarantees. And then if you want to flex for a Hulu, you do. Right. Now, Amazon Prime would be the one that, again, people people only have it because it's included with Prime, right? Exactly. Like, nobody yeah. says... They, they oh, have it, but Prime. they don't use it. They yeah. have Prime because it was free. Yes. I mean, it's, it's not yes. free, it's included, right? Um, yes. And same thing with Apple TV. I don't think anybody that doesn't get Apple TV included with their iPhone goes and pays for yeah. Apple. I, I I had Apple TV when I bought the iPhone. I bought the 13 over the hell of the last, not not the newest iPhone, but the last newest iPhone. I bought that when it was new. So like, like I had TV. Apple. Yeah. Yeah. I had Apple TV. I don't think I still do. Um, I didn't even look at it. I, I didn't even care. I mean, so Ted Lasso's on it and it's a fantastic show. Um, have you, are you aware of Ted Lasso at all? No. See, you're still young and happy with the world. You're not old and cynical, so you don't need a nice, positive show like Ted Lasso. Well, like, I know what Ted Lasso's about. Yeah. Well, I know the broad beats of it, but like... Well, I mean, so here, here's the thing. I've never seen a show be funny and not be mean at all. Like, there's... You know what I mean? Like, nobody's the butt of the joke, right? In, mm-hmm. in Ted Lasso. There's, there's, I mean, it's just they do, they do such a good job of being a positive show and still being funny right? Because again, it's easy to be funny and mean, right? It's hard to be funny yes. and not mean, right? And they, they pull yes. it off better than anybody that I've, that I've ever seen. That's what I would say about Ted Lasso. Um, but I've heard that show Severance with, um, you know, looks looks really good, but I just haven't had time to get over to that. And there's a few other Apple TV ones that seem I think good. my family has Paramount Plus. Um, I just don't know the login. <laughs> I think I have it. In we'll theory, get on Paramount Plus. Start with Star Trek: The Original Series, Episode One, Season One, and just oh, I think they just through. discontinued it. Uh, I think they, I think they just got rid of Paramount Plus as we talked about it. Don't you guys got rid of it? Oh, you did. Oh, oh okay. Uh huh. Darn. Do, do you know what Paramount Plus gets used for in my house other than the Star Trek that I watch? SpongeBob, Big, Big Brother. My wife watches oh, okay. Big Brother, and I, I don't under, I hate reality did TV. Paramount Plus have that. Um, the uh, that Godfather documentary, the docu series, was that Paramount Plus? I, I remember that, and I wanted to see it, but I I don't. I think that's Paramount Plus. I don't remember that it was Paramount Plus. I don't remember where it was. So I wanted to watch that, and someone told me that's on Paramount Plus. I thought, what what was it even called? <sighs> Wasn't it just called The Godfather? I was it like the making no. of something, yeah, or I don't remember. <sighs> if you know the name of the Godfather documentary, call the GVM line. Two zero one seven three zero two five four seven. It's just called no. It's not the the offer. The offer. Gonna make an offer. You can't refuse. Yeah, well, it's good. Yeah, where was that? That was on Paramount Plus. It was. All right. Yeah, something to. Yeah, if I wanted to find the login, I'd contact my parents, but they're not in this country right now. Yeah, I just finished a yeah. show, a series that was on FX. Uh-huh. And it was called Mr. In-Between. Have you ever heard of that? No. So it's uh, the, 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 the star of the show is also the writer and creator of the show. <laughs> and he had made like a short film and then like shopped that around and was able, and was able to get like a, a, a series. And it's like a, it's a short series. It's like 13 episodes a season and then there's three seasons of it. But it takes place in Australia. 
So, you know, he, and he's basically a hitman. So it's just kind of like, it's just like any other crime show, but it's in, it's in Australia. So you get kind of different, different accents and different slang. And, and you know, so it's just, it's just fun to hear, to see it from a different point of view. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and again, and he's a pretty good character. The character's totally a sociopath and, and, you know, I kind of dig that, but, um, I really enjoyed it. So I just finished Mr. Inbetween and it's on Hulu, but it was an FX show. Completely set and filmed in Australia. Australia. In Australia. Australian Hitman. So it was fun. You should check it out. (laughs) Australian, uh, what the hell's the guy's name? Oliphant. (laughs) There you go. Yeah. He he was Hitman, yeah. The Australian Oliphant. You know, and he does have a he does have a shaved head, so yeah, it could be the Australian version. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I saw this came up somewhere else. Uh, Letter Letterkenny. Have you ever heard of Letterkenny? I'm aware of it. That's like Canadian. It's Canadian. It's the same thing. It's it's mostly what the sh- what is fun about the show to me is the goofy accents and the the slang that they're using. You know, again, and it's it's pretty much an all dialogue show. Like, not, like nothing really happens. It's yeah. just you know funny banter, but it's funny banter in Canada. So they're using slang and expressions that you've never heard before. And so I just like hearing the, you know, I only watched, we watched the first few episodes of it, and but I'm like, I would love to just kind of have that on in the background and, like, laugh at the... There was another thing. show that was in Canada. It was, like, Trailer Park Boys, I think it was called. Mm-hmm. I think that was Canadian. Yeah. I I had kids, once again, back back when I was in high school, who were obsessed with that show uh, for no reason. Like, yeah. it was fine, I guess. But, like, they loved that show. Watched it all the time. And The Office, which I, I can't fucking stand The Office. I can't stand it because everyone loves it, so I have to hate it. Sandwich is contrarian. Whatever people like, he hates. He hates it all. Well, they make it not fun. <laughs> like, my entire my entire family is, like, Yankees fans for mm-hmm. baseball. Like, my cousin was literally almost named after Derek Jeter. Like, Derek Jeter, last name here. It wasn't going to be his first name? Jeter. Let's just call him Jeter. No. No. No, thank Christ. Um, <laughs> someone intervened and he got a normal name. Anyways, so like and that's he's, why he's I little sa- he's pulling sandwich. the curtain. Is he half? Sandwich? I'm a Mets fan. What? He's a half sandwich. Is that? You're the uh, no, he's the half sandwich. No, he's a normal person. Oh, okay. he's not a he's not a he's not a food. He doesn't get a Kev approved <laughs> nickname. No, yeah, he he got a normal name, and they're all Yankees fans. I'm a Mets fan because I'm a contrarian. Uh, for that case. But yeah, I think I do kind of lean contrarian at times. If everyone loves it and I'm and it's un like insufferable to a point, uh, then I hate it immediately, which I think is normal. But I'm just more vocal about it than other people. People, other people will be like, I don't like it. No, I hate it. I'm the Office sucks because everyone loves it. Yeah. Yes. Okay. The Office is trash because everyone loves it. All right. I, I mean, I I get that. Just kind of avoiding things. Although, I mean, has there ever been something that you have avoided because everybody likes it, and then you eventually watch it and go, Oh yeah, this is good. I'm trying to think. Definitely, I just can't think of the scenario. Yeah. That's definitely happened. I can't say it hasn't. I'm not going to say I'm right. I'm not going to say I'm wrong either, because I refuse. <laughs> um, but it's <laughs> definitely happened. Where I've, I've, You know what it was? I'll I'll come around to something, and I won't tell anyone. <laughs> and then you don't, yeah. Because <laughs> I, I, if, I, if, if I backtrack uh, as a man, I lose my pride. And my pride is everything for me, um, besides sandwiches. So, you know. I can't back down from my pride. Well, that's what, the, that's what the sandwich shop is about, right? You watching stuff that you should have watched before and then yeah. commenting on it. So one of these days we'll get a new sandwich shop, right? 
Yes. Yeah. Oh, sandwich is like, oh, give me the wrap up music. He's giving me the. Oh, it's time, time to wrap up the episode. Time to wrap up the episode. Don't don't talk about the sandwich. <laughs> oh, all right. Be sure that you're following the show on all the social medias, right? Uh, you can check out our Linktree, right? Linktree, uh, Geek Stuff TNG there. Um, the Patreon is Geek Stuff TNG. And uh, let's see. Calls, calls to the GVM line. 201-730-2547. And you might hear yourself on a future episode of Geek Stuff TNG. You can also send us an email at geeksoftng at gmail.com if you want to uh, follow the adventures of Big Kev on Twitter and Instagram it is BK Geek Stuff where you can see pictures of his flat tire I'm sure uh, and then when he gets back home from playing uh, when he gets back home from fixing the tire I'm sure he's going to want to play uh, Fortnite on the Xbox so you can find him as Big Kev GS there uh, where can we find you Sandwich? you can find me as Fat Dumbledore F-A-T-D-O-M B-L-E-D-O-R-E on Instagram and Fortnite. Alright, and then I am Pi Scott and all those places. P-I-D-A-Y S-C-O-T-T on Twitter and Instagram. You can also find my link, link tree at Pi Day Scott. Uh, and with that, do we name this episode? I think we're gonna episode to be named later. It'll get a name uh, by the time it gets uh, posted. The one where Kev has a flat tire. Yeah, flat tire. <laughs> Big Kev's flat tire. Uh, and we'll end this episode, episode 717, Big Kev's Flat Tire, the way we end some episodes by saying... Good night, Michael Lerner. Wherever you are. And on that note, we cue the music. Just a small town girl Living in a lonely world She took the midnight train Going anywhere Just a city boy Born and raised in South Detroit He took the midnight train
say, hey, all right, good job, guys. Uh, let's just not come in tomorrow. Let's just take a day. <laughs>